Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of the abridged version of this first <laughs> on the road technical marvel that is that is the show that Dyson Pixels has become. Well, um, I mean, in fairness, this is about the same standard as we've always had for the podcast, so you know. <clears throat> no, no, I like to think we've dropped <laughs> several yeah. runs. I was going to say, you can't possibly defend that after you did a fucking episode with me as a soundboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did it did feel a bit buffy season four, didn't it? <laughs> it's not really Yeah, well not, that's alright. Not the great. New, the good news is that the musical episode's coming, so you know, that'll be nice for everyone. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I proposed this ages ago and yeah. nobody funded it. I think more people were interested in the Mankini thing than the than the thing. Anyway, we're gonna continue from where we left off. I don't, I don't think <clears> anyone's <throat> interested in living hell. up to last time anyway. we're up to i was i was going into detroit 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 i was going to detroit to become human um mm-hmm. and i was basically i was going to give a quick overview of, of the plot so you got these three main characters right um you got oh is it marcus oh, see i'm bad with names you forgot um, you were re- i was really surprised when the other day you just rattled them off and like wow have you been drinking know, coffee for a was, change no i see how i go um there's Marcus, there's Connor and Kara. Bam. Um, and the cop, uh, who's the old guy from a whole bunch of sci-fi things. Harrison. And Ford. Hank Anderson. Oh, it's close. You're not really. But okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, so you've got these three characters you play in the campaign. And it's from three distinct perspectives. Kara is from the perspective of an android that is basically brought into a, a bit of a... Not a great home. There's a kid there, the dad's abusive, and he's kind of a piece of crap. And the mother's yeah. left, and she comes in as basically a server. And the dad hates androids, and he's basically an angry guy. Um, yep. Then you got Connor, who is a android that is built specifically for finding deviants and mm-hmm. talking them down and capturing them. Right. Um, so, so I think I just said before, yeah, deviants are basically any android that's developed erratic or, let's say, proper sentient behavior. Uh, yeah. And then you got Marcus. Now, Marcus is he was he's been owned by this old guy um, that is pla- Carl Carl Manfred. I've I've decided to open up a page with all of the um, the cast names because I'm going to forget a lot of these anyway. Yeah. Um, and Carl Manfred, one of my favorite things, he's played by Lance Henriksen, which oh yeah, anyone who's seen Aliens or. Or alien for anything to do with aliens, he's, just, he's all over that. And he's oh, Millennium. In, he's in do you mille- millennium. millennium. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's. A, was, I, I like oh. him. He's cool. Um. So he that plays the. Um, show. He plays an artist that owns. <laughs> it was. We can get onto that later. Um. No, he plays an artist that um has this android Marcus, and he's kind of he's doing the Dave Lister thing, and he's like kind of trying to teach him to break his programming. It's probably dangerous given that there's been murders and stuff happening because of androids doing that. But yeah. um, he's a really nice guy. So you've got this one android in a really nice environment that's being urged to, you know, become better. You've got this one android is a, is a horrible environment that she's been in. And it this isn't really a spoiler. You start the game with her being picked up from an android repair center. Um, yep. And it's pretty obvious within about two minutes. The reason that she was in there is because the stupid piece of shit dad hit her with his car deliberately because right. he's a piece of shit 
Um, and then you've got uh, Connor, who basically works for um, Cyberlife, which is the company that basically makes all the androids to find these dodgy androids and bring them in. Uh, and he's like Connor version 2 or 3. Every time he dies, they just make another Connor and transfer his memories. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting. I was, I was curious to find out how many times you can actually die in the game and come back. Um, oh, so, you, so, so anyway, every time you die, it, you get a new body. <laughs> you come back as a new Connor. And then the person <laughs> at Cyberlife who's your contact, she's like... I'm really not impressed that you died again. <laughs> so it's quite, it's quite cool. But um, you've got three u- very unique perspectives, and um, stuff happens, and uh, as such, she ends up on the run. Connor ends up hunting them down, and Marcus ends up on the run, um, because of this piece of crap son of Carl's, right? Uh, and Connor, uh, Marcus actually ends up dumped in this disposal ground and manages to repair himself with bits that he finds of other androids and kind of crawls his way out. I think we might um, be starting to drift into spoiler territory. I'm not going to go any further because basically he is the one that... That's, you can see this from the trailers very easily. He's the one that kind of leads a bit of the rebellion that happens. Yeah. Um, she's just trying to run away and Connor's trying to catch them both. And they all cross paths at various points in the movie, kind of like the movie Go, where everything kind of just comes together. Um, and it's so well written and it's so well put together. And uh, it, it, was, it was great. It was one of those ones when it ended, I was really sad that it had ended because I, once again, I no longer have these characters in my life. Um, even the menu, there's a chick called Chloe, who's a female android in the background of the menu. And she reacts differently based on what you're doing in the game and new games and hmm. stuff. And occasionally will do something weird. Like there's in one stage pretends that you have a corrupt save game, which doesn't happen all the time. It's just every now and then for a player somewhere in the world to just go, oh, your save game's corrupt. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you can't continue until she decides to let you. <laughs> um, That's so cool. there's, they've built all these other interesting mechanics around it. Um, the story's great. Like I said, it's very, very relevant. Anything that I say will probably get into spoiler territory. The visuals are incredible. It's is it all so set good. in is it all set in Detroit? Like, what is the name? It's name? all set in Detroit. Detroit right. is where Detroit is basically where the guy that first developed an android that passed the Turing test um, mm. was situated. So it's kind of Android City. That's where Cyberlife is based. Right. <clears throat> so okay. um. That's the reason for the title. All, all these three characters of various things that happened to them um, in Detroit. Now, like I said, it's kind of more of an interactive movie. Some of the... You never at any time feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to get shot and instantly dead. Mm. A lot of tricky sequences. There's a lot of, okay, I need to, br- I need to get in over there, uh, where you'll be given three branches of options and you can go and do one or go and do another and you have to figure out how to do it and who to talk to and stuff like that. But it's it's a lot more. You'll see what I mean when you play it. It's a lot mm. more detailed than your than like a point and click adventure. Um, it's properly yeah. the narrative works and it all makes sense. And you're not, you know, you don't combine items with a can opener and a can of scissors yeah, to create yeah, a yeah. weapon or something. It's not like that. Um, and I think I mentioned in the last one, there's the decision tree is huge. Um, I found out the other day, not through personal experience, but through talking to someone. You can actually, like, there are a lot of decisions I knew that can can completely change the way the game ends or plays out. There are several decisions which will cause key characters to not be in the game. There are a few decisions you can make that can cause 
one or multiple of the lead characters to die early on and then the game's no longer about them. Hmm. Which is very cool. interesting. Um, so it's, it's great. The voice acting is perfect. The character, character acting is great. Marcus is a little bland, I found. Um, but it's fine because he's an android. So you kind of get used yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's great. Uh, the little girl that she takes care of and runs away from this home with. Once again, it's not really a spoiler. This happens like five or ten minutes into the game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It is the setup for the, the whole thing. But well, I highly okay. recommend it. I'm going to give it I'm giving it five. I'm going to give it five, five on everything. I'm even going to give it five on replayability. I'll tell you why. I don't think it's one you'll finish and immediately replay, but I will probably come back to the game every couple of years to replay it and choose a different path. Yeah, maybe every yeah. few months or something. I was going like to say that. so. Yeah. Long term replayability. It's not like I can have fifty matches of it in a row, but long term replayability has definitely got replayability there because. Everything's so well put together, and the cases that you solve can be different based on decisions you make with Connor. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's <clears throat> it's pretty cool. So yeah, I very I, much recommend that game. That was a fantastic game, and I want to play it again, but I need to wait. Yeah, well, awesome. okay. So so speaking of uh, machines and androids, have you ever come across a game called Near Automata? N-I-E-R, Automata? Yes, I've heard good things. That's the one that has the poster of a robot holding a cat, isn't it? Uh, no, yeah. that's, no, no, that Maybe. was that other puzzle game. Sorry, sorry, that yeah. was the uh, Toron or something. Uh, yeah, Nier Automata. I've had it on my Steam list for ages. Yeah, um, so... It's meant to be really good. Yeah, so I, um, a friend of mine uh, posted on Facebook, and it was really innocuous, and it was like first, I think it was like first two hours of Nier Automata way more robot sex than you would imagine i was like what so well i, I mean i'm sold so yeah well, well i i did a, i did a quick i did a quick search for it and what actually came up was a a youtube video for um you know the the honest honest trailers yeah, yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. honest movie reviews whatever it was the guy does um uh game trailer uh, game reviews now uh, in the same way and there was one for near automata and i started watching it and i was like wow this game looks fucking great looks awesome and apparently it's really popular <laughs> he, he he points off early on he's like oh this is why people like it because you follow around a let's say very shapely uh female um, oh okay, okay. android wearing like a thong because <clears throat> i'm like okay cool yeah you can see the target market they're going for why did, the, why did people create I don't know. Oh, is, she, is she fighting in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a giant sword. Um, but why? Did this this is, comes back to that armor thing in yeah, yeah. RPGs. But, but the game uh, itself, anyway. the game itself looks fascinating. Um, so I jumped onto the PlayStation Store and yeah, it's up there as 100 bucks. So I'm like... Mm, That's a bit high. Yeah. And I think it'll probably be good. Like, it's got amazing reviews. But I'm like... God, a hundred bucks is a lot to spend on, on a well, game. Well, yeah. Did that come with like any DLC or anything? That seems no. very high. That's an extra twenty bucks for the DLC. What the hell? Yeah. Okay, to, give you no, to give you a comparison, currently that game is fifty-eight bucks on Steam. Or mm. if you go to Basically, any online key store, which is where I get a lot of my games, it's 30 bucks. So if you want to go to a yeah. key store and buy it that way. That's what I thought. So, um, 
yeah. So I um obviously didn't buy it, but I am I'd actually really like to play it. That sounds kind of cool. Maybe one of our listeners has played it. Maybe maybe they can um maybe oh, they maybe. can write in or something and and do something about that. You know what? I tell you one thing I I'm missing about the um the first the first trial show we did, the first on mm. the run on the move, on the go, on the move. It's on the move, yeah, isn't yeah. it? On the move. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> It's funny because you're the only one on the move, but I do. I I did enjoy the kind of uh, the hilarity that ensued when he went the wrong direction down the gateway in the, oh, in yeah, the and first up, show, and, but... and end, ended up at the international airport. Yeah. <laughs> well, you nearly picked someone up. That's what's great about. Episode. Well, I want. I got a question for you. Yeah. Just because while we're talking, people <clears throat> people have informed me that they basically um contact us to hear the latest news, maybe. Um, to to get some reviews of games they'd like to play, perhaps. Uh, but more more to the fact, just I have a little bit of extra news, you know. You can run this as long as you want. What's your news? Give us some well, news. A little Drop bit of extra. It. Well, you may have seen on the uh, the Dutch Potato page that uh, Labyrinth of the Gods 2018 is now sold out. I uh, saw that. We have ninety players. Oh, I, you gotta open <laughs> ten more. Um, Got to do ten more. No, we actually did have a hundred. Um, now ninety, it's all it's already going to be a little bit of a squish. Um, but just from a purely venue perspective, we've 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 capped it at ninety. Um, okay. But that's fine. So we've got uh, ninety players, twenty three DMs, uh, and uh, six volunteers helping out on the day. Oh, it is. I heard gonna Nap, be Nap's going to be running. Nap's going to be running floor interference, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. he's one of the volunteers. So, uh, yeah, I mean... <coughs> and what's the date? Give yourself a plug. <laughs> it's the 1st of December. It's still six months away. You sold out. <laughs> yeah. You sold out quicker than the VIP tickets to Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> that yeah. was impressive. Well, out of the 90 tickets, probably 80 of them sold in the last week and a half. It's absolutely, it's absolutely insane. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's good though. So we've now got uh, we've got all of our players and DMs confirmed. So uh, I've almost finished writing up the content. It's going to be fun as. I have some trivia, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be cool because um, I've got, I have got some other other uh, news. <clears throat> One of the not to the least of being, I don't know if he's coming to Brisbane, but for the next Supernova, Chuck Norris will be coming to Australia. <laughs> God, isn't he a nutbag now? I'm pretty sure he was always a nutbag. Has he but ever is... been in a sci-fi show though, or is he just because he's um... now a meme? <laughs> I don't think he has. Has he? I, d- I don't think wasn't, so. Wasn't the last thing he he was in Walker Texas Ranger? I don't know if oh, I count that no, as he's, sci-fi. He's been in other things. He's been in other. Actually, no, I don't. I honestly don't know if he has because. There's all these fake posters of things that he was apparently in that don't exist going around. So I don't know what's real anymore, man. Um, I have another bit of thing that I saw the other day, which is a game that I think you'll like, by the way. Mm. Um, the, there's demo out for this. It's called Beware. It's in... It's kind of like a pre-beta at the moment. It's not out yet. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, okay. So let me, let me outline what this game is for you so you can get all excited and stuff. Mm. Um, this is a driving horror game set in the 70s, where you play a person who's driving in a car on a rainy night in the middle of nowhere, and there's a car behind you that starts getting closer. 
and okay. it's it's quite photorealistic. And then they like have the high beams on, and then they kind of get close and further away. And then apparently at some point in the game, they can knock you off the road or try and attack you or something. Like that. It's basically like every horror movie car scene you've ever seen in everything, everywhere. So I was thinking this would be a great game for um, Puck to play in a dark room late at night <laughs> with yeah, no one sounds, else around. That sounds fantastic. Um, it's called Beware, and the graphics are awesome. It's, a, huh. it's an indie game. Hmm. Um, so no, that's... um. That looks pretty good. I just thought I'd throw that out there for you to uh, have yourself yeah. a bit of a party with. Um, yeah, awesome. And the the other little bit of trivia that I learned today, because I like saying um, trivia uh, to you, <clears throat> uh, Farscape, which we all know as a incredibly average <laughs> Australian sci-fi show, yeah, that had a cult, that had a had a cult following. I can't. I don't understand that show. I. I really like it, but I also acknowledge it's not very good. Mm. And I sit in a very strange place on it. Anyway, the big guy in it, uh, Dargo, the huge dude that was kind of like a Klingon. Yeah, yeah. Um, is played by an actor called Anthony Simcoe, who was also in the castle. I don't know that name. He was in the castle. He's been in Home and Away and a bunch of stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I learned today that uh, my business partner, who you know, that's his cousin. Really? Yeah. So I was like, "Wow!" And he's now a um, he's now a business advisor, as well. But I noticed he does not list anywhere on his LinkedIn profile that he once played Dargo, <laughs> Car Dargo in uh, Farscape, which I, I think why. would be a fantastic qualification for someone who's in business advisory services. Well, I was just going to say that makes you very interesting and makes people want to talk to you. Would think. Oh, um, I would probably lower your expectations there. Oh, I know. That's okay. Well, next week, this is where it gets exciting. Um, next Real week. Episode? Well, not just that. Next week, our episode will be after E3 has started. So why don't we do our episode a little bit later in the week next week? Because E3 starts on the 11th. Mm. Um, and that will give us time to amply review all of the special surprise things that everybody has jumped the guns of and released trailers before E3 because of what Bethesda did with the Fallout trailer. <laughs> yeah. So um I'm not sure if that helped them or hindered them to be honest. Uh well apparently someone someone announced um uh, oh Stalker 2. And uh one of the developers said, "Yeah, we're making Stalker 2 and it's awesome and it's going to be out, it's going to be great." And the company went, "We we we haven't even written that yet." Can <laughs> you shut <laughs> up? <laughs> but okay, yeah. well, I guess we will uh, we'll wrap up our first On The Move episode there, and then next week we'll be On The Move at E3, and we'll pretend that we're at E3 because we're never going to be able to afford to go to E3. Yes, awesome. Let's do that. Oh. Cool. Well, all right, all right everyone, GG. GG.